This is the Jewish Prayer Podcast. I'm Scott Kahn. We're now going to study the 19th Kina from Tisha B'Av, L'cha Hashem As we come close to the conclusion of this first section of Kinot, Rabbi Elazar HaKalir now continues the theme of the previous Kina with a bold and, until now, atypical theme. The entire question of Eicha is predicated upon our inability to understand how God could do this to us. We are mourners. We cannot hear any type of answer to the why question. We can ask, but we dare not answer. Only very occasionally, in fleeting moments, does Rabbi Lazar HaKalir offer Tzidu Kadin, an acceptance of the divine decree and an acknowledgement of divine justice. The 18th Kina asks Lama over and over, Why did this happen? Why are you Hashem doing these terrible things to us? Only at its conclusion, in the final stanza, do we flip the why question on ourselves asking why we're complaining when divine justice is so obvious. With L'cha Hashem the 19th Kina, the Paitan continues this Tzidu Kadin, justifying God's judgment. Twelve times he states that God is righteous, having done for us wonders and miracles. Twelve times he then relates the Lanu Boshe Tapanim, we should be embarrassed by our constant rejection of these miracles. For each miracle God performed, we responded by failing the test implicit in that miracle. For example, the second stanza reads, L'cha Hashem Aslaka, Begoy Mikerev Goy, Lakach Tepemasot, Velano Boshe Tapanim, Bedofi Yashenim Savanu, Kemasehem Asot. You are righteous, God, by taking us a nation from another nation with miracles. We, however, are embarrassed with our two-faced lies that are found in us. We did like they did. By taking us out from another nation, we are implicitly asked by God to be separate. Our response was, however, to imitate the actions of those same nations. Again, in the sixth stanza, we read, You, Hashem, are just by sustaining us with the manna, with the well in the desert, and the pillar of cloud. And we are embarrassed by our complaining, our ancestors sitting in their tents and complaining about this cursed bread. We responded to the gift of man, not with gratitude, but with complaints. Rabbi Lazar HaKalir moves through Jewish history until mentioning, in the third to last stanza, L'cha Hashem Aslaka, B'kimat Shiloh V'nov B'givon Uveit Olamim, V'lanu Bosha Tapanim, B'rashesh Nimsa'avanu Shecharvu Uvam Anu Nichlamim. You Hashem are just, by raising up the various tabernacles in Shiloh, Nov, and Givon, and the Beit HaMikdash. We, however, have the embarrassment by the wickedness that's found among us that they were destroyed, and we're embarrassed by it. Interestingly, unlike the previous keynote, Rabbi Lazar HaKalir does not focus exclusively on the wicked deeds at the time of the Chorban, but instead describes how the Jewish people's ingratitude, being kafui tov, is a pattern which began at the dawn of our existence. Just as the conclusion of the previous kina presented a switch in theme from why to acknowledging divine justice, the final two stanzas in this kina, Lachash Hamstaka, also offer a switch from acknowledging divine justice to the beginnings of repentance. You Hashem are just with the two destructions that were destroyed because of our greed, and yet we still exist. And we are embarrassed, and we will return to you with our entire hearts.
praying that you'll return to us mercifully. You, Hashem, are just for the 900 years that the hatred was pushed down from being heard. And we are embarrassed. As Daniel, Ishchamudot, said, incline your ear, Hashem, and listen to our prayer. I've heard three different interpretations for this final stanza statement, 900 years. One opinion is that it refers to the 900 years from the time B'nai Israel entered the land until the destruction of the first temple. Others suggest that it refers to the 900 years from when Shlomo HaMelech built the first Beit HaMikdash until the second Beit HaMikdash was destroyed. Both of these interpretations demonstrate God's patience in waiting before punishing. These make sense in the context of the Kinah, which describes our ingratitude over centuries, even though the Chorban only occurred much later. A third interpretation is relevant to the question of when Rabbi Lazar HaKalir lived. Some understand this as a reference to 900 years since the destruction of the second Beit HaMikdash, 900 years of God being patient, yet not bringing the redemption, and also not destroying us. Elsewhere, though not in the keynote we say today, Rabbi Lazar HaKalir mentioned that 900 years have passed without the arrival of the Mashiach. If this is accurate, then we can see that Rabbi Lazar HaKalir lived in the 10th or 11th century. Thank you for joining me on the Jewish Prayer Podcast.